It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello, ladies. Hello, hello. Another successful girl bossing merch drop. Another day, another dollar. <laughs> I love the I love the chow teas. I love the chow teas too. I'm so happy that they were as beloved as I hoped they'd be. I know one of our friends who ordered Hello Ladies texted and was like, is this going to break your guys' brains if I swapped a chow? And I was like, no, but I'm probably just going to obviously accidentally still send her Hello Ladies. We Yeah, I got a few messages from people saying I thought I was done, like the godfather. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Yes. They thought they'd finished their orders and had to add a little chow tea. Yeah, so special. Chow chow. I hope I see someone in New Zealand wearing a full AWD outfit. I know, I want like... The Jare hat. Jare hat. Who is hunky-dory. Who is hunky-dory top. Layered, I don't know. P-brain. P-brain shorts. We should do socks next time. Socks Um, are fun. Yes, socks are so fun. Last night my boyfriend was going to his work, like his team Christmas dinner, Mm. and he's their boss. And right before he was about to leave the house, I was like, have you done anything special and he's like no what the fuck oh my god and he was like what do i do and then he was like literally like trying to trawl through the house to like find presents yeah and then he goes can i buy four pairs of pea brain shorts and oh i was like god. no we're sold out <laughs> <laughs> you literally can't <laughs> no yeah this reminds me of when i was like in uh primary school and i forgot to get uh, the secret santa for the girl in my class and i gave her a bag of salt and vinegar chips from my bag. Oh my god, did you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was like I just pretended that He was like, I I'll know. give them some books from the bookshelf and was like grabbing random books off our bookshelf. I was just like, you actually it is much better to give them nothing than to give them a ra- like a random my book. year of rest and relaxation <laughs> with my like crappy coffee hands through it. Um that would be hard. We're lucky we were such a lean team. 
Ari Christmas presents. I know. I still haven't got you a birthday present. <laughs> I've been really slack with the presents oh, this year. Oh, that's fine. You've been busy. You're a busy girl. You've got a lot <laughs> on. Birthday presents are kind of stupid anyway. I know, but it's quite cute. We went through a phase of getting each other. Really extravagant. Really, really like, stupidly extravagant. Yeah. Yeah, I have, like, this thing where I do like it. But at the same time, I don't know. I used to think gifts were my love language, and now I really don't think they are. Yeah, I don't think mine is gifts either. Yeah. I feel like guilt when I get gifts. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel bad. I feel like I'm, like, beholden to someone or something. Not from, like, you or – I don't – yeah, maybe. When you – oh, when someone gives you a gift. Yeah. Right. I'm, I don't feel, like, loved. I feel guilty. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, even, like, with me and my boyfriend – I think I think at the start of a relationship, you think yes. a lot about it because it's just it's like a marker of love or whatever. Or you yeah. wanna you just wanna be like you're thinking about them all the time anyway, so you wanna do something special. Mm-hmm. But now I I hate the idea of it. I can't ever think of what to get them, and so we just said I was like I want one of those digital cameras, mm-hmm. fuck film, going back to digital, yeah, a little Sony like cyber shot. And so we just bought each other a Sony Cybershot off eBay, and I've already been using it. That's for Christmas. Yes, that's nice. I got, I've got, I've actually been really ahead of time. I got Zach like a really nice Christmas present, but it's like a selfish one. You're pretty good though. I don't know. You've got such a great brain because I feel like you can just retain. You kind of do. You have a photographic memory or just a good memory? I don't. I don't know. Because you can really retain. I remember like very specific odd things but then there's other things i just don't retain at all so i don't know because i think that helps with buying presents did you buy something for the house yes it's (laughs) something that i was like i want to see this in the house but it's not functional for me but he'll like it Mm. (laughs) yeah that's yeah but it's like it's like really attractive yeah so nice Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i guess this is a timely conversation because christmas is coming up but i've realized recently just to bring it back to me that my yeah my love language isn't gift giving and i think it's um i think i my i've realized that my one how i how i receive love is acts of service like Mm. massively and i realized it because when i'm at um when i'm getting a facial or when i'm at like the nail salon and someone is or or when someone's doing your hair Mm -hmm. at a hairdresser i feel really special mm-hmm. like like and i know everyone does but i feel like loved or something because right. someone's caring for Aww. me and when someone Aww. makes me dinner that's so cute yeah like when someone makes me dinner i, I i'm like take me now boys <laughs> wow yeah 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 i'm really ba- i'm really bad at that <laughs> acts of service yeah oh like i'm just bad at i don't think about people wanting that mm. which i think i i think i I am like learning to be assertive enough to like take control in things. So with some things like acts of service, like you just want someone to like cook you dinner or do something for you or organize something for you. I don't feel like assertive enough to do that sometimes because I'm like, what if this isn't what they wanted to eat? Or what if this is blah, 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 blah. And I'll like overthink my way out of it. Yeah. So I prefer to be asked to do something and then do it. But then that takes the whole. Yeah. Even, even that it's it's not even like the surprise of it. It's Mm -hmm. like, if, even if, I said, can you make me dinner tonight? And then they're making dinner. It's still the same yeah. thing. A treat. It's still a little treat. Um, yeah, that is nice. Yeah. I've been having... I was just thinking, like, because my boyfriend made me dinner, uh, like, a week ago. And then I said, thank you for making me dinner 
Um, this is like classic. This is relationship, absolute like textbook mm. shit. I was like, thanks for making me dinner. And then I said something like, you're such a good cook. S- something like, you're such a good cook. This is from my, like, witness statement. <laughs> you're such a good cook. Like, why don't, Jane you, do, why don't you do this yeah. more? Or something like, or, oh my God, you're such a good cook. It was something really nice. It was really positive. And he took it as me having a go at him for not cooking for him more. Oh. And we had a huge fight and didn't even eat the dinner. Oh my god! For an hour till it was like cold because I stormed away, obviously, and slammed the door and locked myself in the bedroom for like an hour. When you're, which is my yeah, my go-to. Your go-to, yeah. When the the couple, like how stupid and how quickly fights can disintegrate when you're like in a stressful situation, yeah. like you're moving soon. I'm just moved house and everything's been stressful with the house move and like tensions are high tensions are high and then the tiniest thing flicks you and when you get into a fight it's like so hideous how quickly you'll throw (laughs) every nice thing you've done out of kindness in their face and yes you didn't appreciate that and you didn't appreciate that and you and it's like why are we keeping these laundry lists like throw at people that's why i was just laughing because that was a fight about dinner and then we started having like this other tiff about literally nothing again Mm -hmm. just miscommunication and i think miscommunication or like you taking someone's tone a certain way or yes. whatever and like and then you're like yeah and then anyway i'd made this gorgeous dilly bean stew Alison roman's um famous yeah dilly bean stew never had it went viral in the pandemic so delicious okay i want to make it for you can maybe yeah. make it tomorrow mm. and um I was making that, and I was like, um, <laughs> staring really angrily with a wooden spoon. And I was like, I was like, and I'm fucking bought this slaving over this, this dilly bean stew. <laughs> yeah. I was like, and I'm fucking making you this dilly bean stew because you're tired and you've been away and like, la la la. Yeah. Uh, I know. We're all just like intrinsically such selfish creatures. Yeah. I think Zach and I are both very selfish i guess everyone just wants to be selfish at home yeah you know we really like it's like a lot for us to do nice things for each other yeah so then we are both like well i did this and it's something not that big a deal yeah what i find about stressful about living with someone is how i don't know for some reason i feel like especially at the moment it feels like whenever i like, you know how when you live with flatmates, you're just kind of, like, doing your own thing, sort of? And some, mm. and you'll come together, and if you happen to come together on the couch and watch a film, it's really nice. Or you happen to eat dinner together because you're home at the same time. It's, like, quite a nice thing to do. But I feel like sometimes in couples, like, you just end up doing shit together all night. And, like, last night I was like, oh, my God, this is so nice. Because he just had his headphones in and was, like, on his laptop doing his own thing. And I had, like, this Netflix show, which we didn't add for. <laughs> and I now love it. It's called Eden. <laughs> I remember those ads. Yeah. Eden. Stan Australia. Yeah. And now it's on Netflix here. Anyway, I had that on and I was like doing our little AWD merch packing, which we're going to get to in a second. Yeah. And I was like, this is so nice. Just just like not having to think about, I, f- I feel like I find, I feel like I find it quite stressful when I think someone else is expecting my time. Yes. Yeah. 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 Time and energy. They're precious resources in this day and age. On to, yeah, merch. So we had our restock. Restock sold out in 24 hours. Less than, but yeah. Yeah. Within 24 hours. Within 24 hours, um, which was very, very exciting as well. It was like crazy. Like the moment we 
opened up the floodgates. It was like... I know, and the Bleh. hats were not... The hats were bugging out. Yeah. And everyone was like, how can the hats have sold out at 10.01pm? <laughs> it was really funny. Um, so thank you, everyone. We are basically... We've shipped a whole bunch of orders. We're shipping a whole bunch of other orders this week. There's a royal mail strike in the UK, so mm-hmm. a lot of things are being held... Very UK. Yes. So a lot of things are being held up, but they are en route... Also, because of our chaotic way of obviously, the the, the whole operation is a two-woman operation. Yeah. And that includes, like, the international customs forms, our cute Mm -hmm. little notes to you guys, and then getting them to the post office with the strikes on and everything. So, basically, we're working on it. They're coming. But in terms of the hordes of girlies who have already eagerly messaged asking where it is, um, it's gonna like I would honestly say expect it in like within two weeks. Yeah, because when when we originally were planning to get the, it out to you, we were like by Christmas because at the same time we wanted to ensure we didn't have excess heaps of excess stock, mm-hmm. sustainability, etc. Environmental queens. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're basically like working really closely with our stockists and like getting it to you ASAP so it will all be with you like well before Christmas some girls some lucky girls who ordered we're going through the list of who ordered first kind of thing we'll get theirs like as soon as next week and then others it might be a couple of weeks especially with the restock so yes. yeah with the, if you're restock we've literally just put the orders in so it's going to be longer yeah um because we didn't expect it to go so off but yeah it's all coming it'll all it's be all coming Christmas. we need to relax deep we're breaths gonna, deep breaths and then It'll be special when it arrives. This is what I do. I always online shop and then I forget I've done it and then it arrives and it's a special treat all over again because you forgot. Exactly. Let's all put it to the back of our brains while yeah, the girl let, is working in the, the background. Let the take care of it. Everyone was like, someone goes, wait, are you guys Are you guys packing it all yourselves? I was like, yes, obviously. Yes, we didn't know that like 400,000 of you were going to order. So we're fucking workhorses. <laughs> Um, but it's been fun. We've been watching the Kardashians and packing. We had a couple of big packing days last week. Wait, so Grace had never seen the Kardashians? It was my first, yeah, popped my cherry first episode. Which, it was a really bad introduction, I think, because what's iconic about, I mean, you understand because you watch The Housewives, what's iconic about the Kardashians is, like, the time you put in (laughs) to really get to know the characters and Mm -hmm. then the small things that are really funny, whereas, like, a lot of it is kind of boring. And then I think my favorite thing about the Kardashians is they're really boring conversations, but what they're trying to do with this new stupid um, Hulu – is it Hulu? or oh, Hulu yeah. um, show is kind of make it more set on specific – so, like, you, Grace essentially watched the episode where we see Chloe telling the world about Tristan, which obviously – and getting the other girl pregnant, <laughs> which is obviously, like, a big – moment but but for us it's all past it's kind of boring to rewatch it they keep talking about how chloe's doing the entire time and i was like shut up and get to christina being stoned yes i think it's got that energy of like housewives when it gets past seasons like around six is always the sweet spot where they start becoming celebrities in their own right and they don't want to be messy on camera anymore and they don't want to like They've got all their own businesses and things they don't want to fuck up by, like, getting drunk and smashing a wine glass in someone's face. So they become really boring and the storylines become really, like, stale. Mm. It kind of – this new iteration, not that I've seen the old one, but it just has that energy of, like – It's just much more 
drama free just kind of like you're just getting a little peek in their lives and it's just all very like low stakes but and also because i guess with housewives it's a whole bunch of different women coming and going whereas Mm. with the kardashians it's one family so it really does depend on like what drama is happening kendall and kylie are always fucking boring there's nothing happening courtney's being especially boring because she's just loved up with travis and and doesn't she just want to get like wasn't there rumors that she just wanted to pull out all together and they had they kind of let her yeah be in it this season if she just yeah i don't know well i think her and travis are just really boring together whereas with scott it was quite funny because scott Mm. was always just being like a menace and she was always being really rude and kurt towards him um (laughs) and then kim there's like just this just not that much happening basically um but then dating pete like i've just already forgotten it i know (sighs) and then we swapped over midway through packing session to the real housewives of beverly hills wanted to see some real drama picked a season and it was the munchausen's (laughs) one where everyone accuses yolanda hadid of having munchausen's but Honestly, her disease is literally just that she had her fake boobs yeah. leaked silicone all through her body. Yeah. That's crazy. It's, yeah, it's cra- it's such a thing, silicone poisoning, especially these, like, hotties that got them done in the 80s and it was some, like, fucking wild plastic <laughs> that was put in there. The doctor said she did, she's done 9,000 surgeries and Yolanda's body was the most filled with pla- with just floating, roaming-free plastic. Oh, my God. Up to her collarbone. Oh. That's crazy. And then everyone's like, she has Munchausen. <laughs> I know. That's what I mean. Like, Rinna's naughty. Rinna was acting on the orders of LVP, for sure, with that storyline. But, like, Rinna is naughty. People can't deny the truth. Yeah. Um. So how far into it are you? Mm, when you left, I kept watching and watching and watching i was like i was like had it on the tv and then i'd w- walk into another room so i'd take my laptop and switch yeah um i don't know i'm up to i think i'm nearing the end of that season i'm at the point where they're like talking about some woman this is crazy so some woman lisa vanderpump obviously love of my life yeah um has a, a like fundraiser for dogs <laughs> and this blonde woman comes and she used to be married to some guy called marcus who was rumoured to be having an affair with Nicole Brown and this other woman, sorry, sorry, OJ Simpson's wife. Yeah. And this other woman wrote in her book at the time, like way back when, she wrote in her book that Marcus was having an affair with Nicole and that's what set OJ off. Yes. And then OJ went crazy and killed her. Yeah. And um, this blonde woman was like married to Marcus and she just popped up on The Housewives and then so that's this big storyline. And I was like, does that woman who wrote that in a book in the book not like The Morally Corrupt Faye Resnick? Yeah, she's feel the one really bad. <laughs> no, she's hideous. She's the one who wrote the book. Did you watch The People vs. OJ? Connie Britton played her. And oh God, she's I Kyle's can't best even friend. Remember. It's all the most insane wow. And she wrote that book and said that Nicole, like, loved to give the Brentwood hello, which was, like, giving guys blowjobs in bed. And, like, she was gross. Oh it was her best God. friend who just got murdered in a domestic violence murder. And Wait, then, so she wrote the book after? Right after to cash in on it. Like, oh, my God. And then she play, posed topless for Playboy promoting the book. If you got murdered, I would never. Pose, pose for Playboy? <laughs> like, gross <laughs> secrets. 
And then in that famous episode with Alison Dubois, the fucking medium at the table. Yes. That's Faye Resnick's there. And then Camille Grammer is like, okay, let's hear from you, the morally corrupt Faye Resnick who wrote a book about your dead best friend. And then this, it's all so bizarre. Wow. Yeah, this is the drama we need and deserve. I was like, OJ. Yes, the OJ. OJ's in yeah. the Kardashians as well. Mm-hmm. Oh my god it's, it's wild nicole would like a hundred percent have been like a real housewife of beverly hills like they were all in like a clique together wow so fucked up um speaking of which so apparently after this messy season real house of beverly hills is on pause potentially wow. for a whole season while they figure out what to do with the cast and it's very interesting because this is the same week that megan markle had andy cohen on archetypes what yeah, and I also have housewives drama to do with Prince Harry separately. What? <laughs> what? Housewives special? Yes. Why did she? Is she running out of guests? I I saw not to be like mean, but she's like seventy seventh on the Spotify US charts now. It's like lower than us. <laughs> That's low. I just feel like there was a a moment at the start where everyone listened, and I just don't think it's going well for her. But maybe she's just laughing her way to the bank because she got paid 18, a rumoured 18 million pounds for this season of Archetypes. Wow. No one has worked less for more money. <laughs> Apart from Call Her Daddy. Actually, she's she's actually worked hard on it. It's just... um. Okay, so this was this is what I saw. So she wanted to have for her last... I think it's for her last episode of the season, maybe. Um, she wanted to have all men... Because she, because Prince Harry suggested it, Jare, and also because she like obviously wants to have these conversations, including men. Mm-hmm. So she had Andy Cohen, Trevor Noah, or two random, and Judd Apatow. What? A, a That's random like threesome if ever I've heard of one. Irritation. Wouldn't you just have Trevor? It seems like you just have Trevor Noah if you're Meghan Markle, and it's called manifesting a cultural shift. I love her. I know. Um, and a, I haven't listened to it, but apparently it was like really awkward with Andy Cohen and like kind of passive aggressive because she brought up that she tried for three times to get booked on it on watch what happens live with him. And he knocked her back every single time when she was on suits. And then it says Andy is audibly uncomfortable with Megan's booking follies and thrillingly she keeps going. He says that not booking her on Watch What Happens Live is the biggest blunder in the 13 years of the show. Now I can't even do my pitch trying to get you on because you disowned me completely, he says. I kind of res- – I don't know if I respect her for bringing it up. Yeah, it's quite funny. Yeah. I feel like she would have been doing it in a – A joke. Yeah, in a, a jokey, jokey manner. <laughs> yeah, and then she talks about how she's not a Bravo fan anymore, but that she used to – Love the Real Housewives. And then you put in the doc, a love heart over the Real Housewives of New York to me in a crazy, crazy way is actually one of the most feminist shows on TV. Andy Cohen said that. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. So also, this is so funny. Um, a page six headline, which is my, my, once you dig into it, it becomes funnier and funnier. It's my favorite story of the week. So this Real Housewives of um, DC star, Catherine Omani, who I've never heard of, claimed she had a fling with Prince Harry when he was 21 and she was 34. And she's coming out and talking about it because she thinks she won't be in the book. (laughs) (laughs) So she's like, the form 
Bravo star told the son of the weekend she's speaking out now because of doubts she'll be included in the Prince and the Duke of Sussex's upcoming memoir, Spear. I doubt I'll be included in Prince Harry's book. As a prince can't really hang up, can't really run off with a 30-year-old mother of two, the 50-year-old explained. It's just not a done thing. And then she said they met at Art Bar in London through mutual friends in May 2006 and that Harry was wearing an Australian-style hat. Like a Kubra. I don't know. Or like the ones with the little corks hanging off of it. Maybe that. Maybe that. Then it made her laugh. So she said, what are you doing looking like such a tit in that? Anyway, then they started talking, and then after leaving the bar, they went to a friend's house where Harry made her a bacon sandwich. Oh, my God. And then we started play fighting. <laughs> Why so much deep? We started play Probably fighting, Harry, and I think we were wrestling on and off for about 15 minutes. <laughs> when, I told, when I told him I needed to go home, <laughs> she continued about the alleged encounter. It was then that he lifted, this is so feral, because you think about him being 21 and her being 34, and yeah. I'm like, nothing about this is sexy. No. It was then that he lifted me by my waist off the floor and held me against a wall. He gave me the most incredible, passionate kiss I've ever had in my life. <laughs> and then the photo underneath the, the page six used is Harry in his, like, military uniform looking really sad. <laughs> At the time, Harry was in an on-off relationship with Chelsea Davey. <laughs> She said they went on a few dates, but the fling stopped once it made headlines and then see each other again till a chance encounter at a polo match in Barbados. <laughs> Without being arrogant, I think we both quite fancied each other, even though he was way too young for me. She said adding she nicknamed him Baby because he was fond of lollipops. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, it feels like an AI bot like wrote this story. Like everything about it is so bizarre. It's so funny. She's speaking out because she's worried that he's not going to include her. Why would he be like, I bust this random woman twice? I love her coming out of the woodwork. That's so funny. So Megan said she's never going to go on. They joked about Real Housewives of Montecito and Megan said, no, no, I would never do that. No reality shows for me. And I'm just desperate for her to be a housewife. It'd be so boring, though. She'd, like, be the one that gets kicked off. Nah, she'd, she'd break. She'd, like, be so prim and proper for the first, like, half of the season or even the first season. And then she'd just start getting so pissed off with all the ladies that she'd break a couple of times on camera. Do you reckon? For sure. That's why I need to see it. And it's also why she'll never, ever do it. <laughs> I just want to. I just feel like she's she's... She's got such a veneer around her because she's so worried. But I'm like, if you're now in LA and you're just like away from the royals, just be like a fun, that fun girl who went on Deal or No Deal and 90210, you know? Be that fun girl that we all know you are inside. Yeah. Who should I be like to try and make friends with in LA? Um, she's too far away in Montecito. I know. There should be someone, like, iconic on that level. If you spotted Harry and Meghan in Montecito, I would, like, that's one uh, one of the rare celebrity spots where I'd be like, holy shit. Really? I feel like that'd be about. I feel like they're about to. I just, I I don't know why. I feel like she wants people to be like, holy shit. Yeah, the in and out Sometimes you go through in and out Burger and the people are like, wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) It's you. Um, Oh, gorgeous. (laughs) 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Should we go on to. Shannon Abloh? Yeah, Shannon Abloh. I I always have thought her name is Sharon Abloh. And I, I think you put Sharon Abloh interview and then in our doc. Yeah. And then I wrote, oh my god, her name is Shannon. I always call her Sharon. <laughs> she looks our dog is so stupid. <laughs> we should just that should be like a Patreon post where we yeah. publish it after every week's a episode. Book? <laughs> oh my god. Book. That should be our book. A resolving that would coffee be table really book. Funny. That would be like an art, an art treasure. A limited run of like five hundred, like those art books, like that book Rihanna did, <laughs> like our Kim Kardashian selfies book. Yeah, literally the Kim Kardashian selfie book, and we we sell them for like two hundred dollars. And then like just one page would be Sharon Ablo interview and in, in, in bold, and then a little pointy thing. Oh my god, her name is Shannon. No caps. I always call her Sharon caps. <laughs> and then. Um, yeah, so this is the widow of Virgil Abloh, the prolific fashion designer who died last year. And she's always, it was like, I feel bad for her because there's always been a kind of jokey vibe around her because Virgil was hanging with Kanye and going to the Met Gala with Bella Hadid and like DJing Coachella and just everywhere. And then someone would tell you or something, it was like a whisper network. Someone would say, Do you know, he has this random wife like white like normie looking wife from illinois where he grew up and two kids and people would be like what because you just never ever saw her yeah so she would never come to the shows she wouldn't walk walk the red carpet with him she wasn't beside him when he was winning awards and things like that which which would make sense as in yeah it's just like you would just assume if you were married to someone you'd you'd see them about yes um even if they're not famous they People like Riz Ahmed brings his hot British yeah. artist wife on the red carpet with him and things like that. I don't know why he popped into my brain. Yeah. Um, and yet she was never about. And then it was also like this other thing of they had been together since they were teenagers and got married really young. And so I think the kind of notion in the industry or whatever was that they got married really young, had kids really young. And then since then he's become super famous and is kind of like, I don't know. It was it was just this thing of he was kind of doing his own thing and being really famous and cool and she was just back at home. And then this interview, but for both of us, I think, just made 
made me feel shameful about Same. even thinking that. Because the only because she didn't go anywhere with him and wasn't photographed anywhere, the only photos of them on the internet for ages was from their wedding, which was like the most <laughs> normy 2006 wedding yeah. ever. Bad. Like the most typical American just everyone wearing like matching purple strapless dresses and purple's her favorite color purple's her favorite color (laughs) and holding roses and you know it's just that was all anyone saw so squaring that with like virgil with kanye him being the coolest guy in fashion was just kind of funny so yeah people were snarky about it and it made me feel really bad about it too and it just made me realize will it go into details of the interview but it just made me realize how much our culture is obsessed with like performative relationships Mm. Like, if you don't see – if you don't see it, you think it's not real. Or not good so, or something. Yeah, which is so weird. Yeah. I also think that she's so cool mm. because – so in this piece, she – basically my first response when I saw that the New York Times had done an interview with her. So she has stayed silent for the past year when Virgil's name has been everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like – a bazillion people calling Virgil their best friends, a bazillion people trying to profit off the back of him, everybody with a fucking, like, Instagram account sharing DMs they've had with him, Kanye speaking shit about him. Like, it's just been this nonstop Virgil fest mm-hmm. of, like, anyone just wanting to say they were close to him. Mm-hmm. And then this is it's been a year on, and the New York Times have done the first ever interview with her, and she's basically being like, I'm not staying silent anymore because this is the person that I know better than anybody in the world. I know what he wanted to do with this legacy and I'm taking control. Mm-hmm. And I'm ashamed to say my first response when I saw that was like, oh, fuck. She's like doing a money grab or something. I don't know. My first yeah. response was just like, cynical, God. Yeah. yeah, cynical. Mm-hmm. And then I read the piece and I was like, I can't believe I thought like that. She's just this kind, caring woman who loved this man since they were 17 years old. Yeah. And in 2021, he re-proposed to her and they had another wedding. So this is in the middle of it all. He always tried to get her to come to events with him. And he was she she was just like, I just want to stay in the shadows, look after the kids and chill. Um she would, she would also be there sometimes, but just be in the background completely. So she just wouldn't go walk the carpet or anything. Um, and, yeah, it was just really special. And she was just talking about how she really wants to honor his legacy in the way that he would want it. And she's launched these foundations and she's, like, working to help young underprivileged kids. And, yeah, I don't know. So the two met at a high school soccer game. When she was 17 and he was 18, they were both living in, I don't know where the fuck that is, Rockford, going to different schools. She was dating someone else, but the next week, Virgil put two dozen red roses on her car. Mm. 18? Yeah. Oh my God, are you joking? She drove a black Nissan Pathfinder with a letter explaining why she should dump her boyfriend and start dating him. That's really gorgeous. Yeah, like it said, friends would wonder how um, Mrs. Ablo managed not to be insecure about her husband being endlessly photographed with Bella Hadid. She just wasn't her friend of <laughs> Mrs. Haley. I don't know who that is. Said. Yeah. I was like, that's so impressive. I know. She was just at home doing her thing and he would just go off and she just didn't care. Yeah. It is so cool. You're right. It's There's something so – it even says that she was just had like a job at Yahoo – not even, doesn't even explain what, when he first started working with Kanye West and started traveling around the world. And she just kept kind of working until she had kids doing this just regular job. And I just, I think people like that who are so uninterested by celebrity culture and the fashion it. world and celebrity, like, I just think it's, 
so amazing and also it would have been such a huge part of what he loved about her and his family life being able to have that huge separation and for her to not have got obsessed with it and be you know trying to profit off it trying to profit of it making a huge instagram account and getting instagram following and inserting herself into all that stuff not judging people who do that but there's just something it's very who she is and her character is so rare in this industry yeah and so michael burke the chief executive of louis vuitton who was one of the first people who knew about virgil's diagnosis remembered seeing shannon backstage at her husband's first baton show standing in the shadows as guests fought to ear kiss him or take selfies with him Mm. um and also i think basically what i love about this what makes it feel very special is the reason she would have felt confident enough in their relationship to do that to be in the background to not be like wondering what's going on because she obviously trusted him so much and they they obviously had such a loving caring relationship Mm -hmm. where he he like reproposed in 2021 he sent her these um he got these things engraved this jewelry engraved for her which arrived after he died and like all these really cute special things that you i don't think you would be able to happily stand back and yeah let your partner get selfies with bella hadid or be traveling Mm. the world with models and djing at coachella if you didn't have like this really really solid foundation yeah which is really sweet that's so nice i feel very like uplifted by it but also just very sad her talking about how he obviously worked he worked in this kind of manic way um in terms of how many projects he had on the go at any given time and how many things he was juggling and her was talking about how covid was such a blessing because they were just forced he was just forced to kind of stop and they all got to be in a house together for at least a whole year and had a couple of years just together, the four of them, because they have two young kids mm. before he like tragically passed away. It's just really sad, but beautiful. I know. And then at the end of it was um, that Virgil used to laugh about her reluctance to go to big events. See, I see like I like that because it's just like he wanted her there and she yeah. chose not to be because I think if your partner was just being like, okay, bye, sweetie, I'm going to the Met Gala. You'd be like, fuck you, leaving me at home with the kids. Mm -hmm. That clearly wasn't the dynamic. Yeah. Um, And she would say, oh, and he would say, I'm going to get you there eventually, Shannon. She she looked as if she couldn't decide if she should laugh or cry. Now here I am, she said, thinking, darn it, you got me. Mm, She went to an event last week and, like, accepted an award in his honour. And, yeah. Darn it as well. Darn it, you got me. queen. Yeah, and then she says that, wait, what did he do? He designed a pair of shoes. Um, oh, he did, dyed a pair of shoes purple for her because purple's her favourite colour. And then in the Which doc, Grace wrote, not to roast her, but purple being your favourite colour is crazy. Crazy. Purple. <laughs> <laughs> All these, like, it's funny. As, it's so funny as well that, like, his collection of these highly coveted, all these like hype beasts would fucking die, and she just has every single thing is designed in her house, and they've all been dyed fucking purple. <laughs> it's so funny, so bad. Yeah, what a gorgeous girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on to a very very important topic. Um, British Vogue. Do actually I think this was American Vogue. They syndicated it. American Vogue's gone behind a paywall. Well, was like, go, no, gone, no, no, no. <laughs> gone behind the like sign up with your email address oh. and then they let you in. A bunch, a bunch have done that now where you just have to enter your email. I don't know. They're just stealing our data. They're gathering like, data. Yeah. Let them go off queens. Yeah. Um, ran an article called Are Porsche's Outfits on the White Lotus Good or Bad? And um, Porsche is Jennifer Coolidge's 
assistant. Yeah, we were both like, who is Portia? <laughs> it was Hunky Dory. Who is Portia? Yeah. And because <laughs> this week's episode, she wore that, like, crazy, like, cosmic set. Yes. Um, but this piece was basically talking about how Portia's kind of wearing, like, buzzy, cool brands. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> the first um, paragraph goes... Um, like at the beginning of last night's episode, Jennifer Coolidge calls her Gen Z assistant Portia with an invite to go to Palermo on the new friend's yacht. You need to pack some cute things. Do you have cute things? Tanya asks. Yes. Portia responds. That is debatable. (laughs) (laughs) I love this show. I love this show. This season is even better than last season. Yeah, I think so. I think it's so fucking good. Like I, so the last season was really, um, I'm just going to say now so I don't have to keep referencing it. Like, a huge amount of my takes and opinions have been taken from TikTok. The (laughs) first season was really about, like, race and class. And this season is all about, like, sex. And power. And power. Mm. And I just feel like it's done so intelligently and so... The fucking Mike White. He's just this... Is it Mike White? Yeah. Someone on our Patreon was like, this guy played Mr. Schneebly in... School of Rock, <laughs> and he's just this like kind of dweeby-looking man. I'm obsessed with these stories in Hollywood of these people who get typecast in these weird roles, so you think they're weird because you've only seen them in this weird – like, you think they wanted that role, yeah. whereas they were just trying to get paid. Yes. And then it turns out they're secretly capable of creating these masterpieces, but they didn't get a chance to until they were, like, 55. <laughs> I know. I was thinking that last night because um, <laughs> I haven't been on TikTok recently, but someone said – that to me who got it from tiktok too (laughs) they were just like oh i think it was one of the girlies just dm'd us and was like someone on tiktok said yeah last season was about that this season's about this and then i was i would love how the recent episodes have been exploring because the first basically the first few episodes i thought it was about men Mm. um and men and power and all of that and then now they're like flicking it to show how women can manipulate how Mm. women can use sex as a tool i like i can't did i already say this in the app i loved it when the the singer guy said the the escort girl said why do men always have to have the power and he said if we didn't pretty girls like you wouldn't skip the queue to the front yeah and i was like just those like small sentences are so spot on yeah it's so like impeccably written and i loved in this week's episode where uh, all the casting is just so good where um the granddad f Murray abram who's a syrian is he? Yeah, he's an Assyrian Jada. Jada. Yeah, he's not Jada, but he would know. No, he's not Jada. The only Assyrian to win an Oscar. He wow. um, was basically, they're like showing the generational gaps. And he basically just says something along the lines of like, women are just like us, or women are way more like us than you think, or something. Mm. And I, f- I found that very kind of profound because I think there's a lot of rhetoric now that's, I don't know, I think in pursuing equality (laughs) there's this vibe of sometimes treating women as like incapable of being manipulative or being self-absorbed or being narcissistic or being like strategic or like utilizing things for their own advantage or being power hungry people are scared to say it because they Mm -hmm. think it's inherently sexist and i'm like that's it's fucking patronizing to not act like women (laughs) okay as capable of all these things as men and women do use the tools at their disposal to get ahead because it's just a basic thing. survival and, technique. Yeah, survival technique. And yeah. sometimes that does mean sex. And it's like interesting to explore that in a nuanced way. 
Agreed. Um, so back to Portia. Love it. Back to Portia and her fits. Yes. So are Portia's outfits on the White Lotus good or bad? I would just go straight to bad. I didn't realize who <laughs> we were talking about. I thought we were talking about the escorts, and I was like, oh, this is like a more interesting conversation because I think their outfits are really uh, – it's just different. But their outfits are really good. Their outfits but. get better as they get money, yes. which is so yes. fucking true Spot as well. On. Yes. Um, so in this, it's kind of just exploring whether this Gen Z aesthetic – is actually stylish and it's something I actually wanted to write about this ages ago when I was like noticing on TikTok just the way like just the way that TikTok itself was kind of presenting people as we've talked about on the pod with all these micro trends and so you were kind of getting this accessible information into what you should be wearing but because there's so much the result was like people walking down the street looking like this like put together version of four different trends at once that mm-hmm. actually makes no sense as an outfit because people are confused. And then I got yes. even deeper into it where I was like, where people were saying like, I'm actually really <laughs> like being really honest and being like, I'm actually really confused. Like I actually don't know what I'm doing with mm-hmm. this style. Like, is this good? Is this bad? It's overwhelming. And then, yeah, like I think Porsche's this great example of it. Agree. I think there's a couple of things at play with this. I think one is that on TikTok, I think people, which is easily done, especially when you're young, mistake um, really pretty people yes. <laughs> looking nice in clothes as the clothes being stylish. The Bella Hadid effect. The Bella Hadid effect. Like I think that's happened a lot where people will see – a very conventionally attractive young girl wearing some like fucking insane mix of shit, like leg warmers with a like puffy headband with a shrunken cardigan with a fucking bolo tie. With, mm. And it's all with like ballet flats with something. And because they look kind of nice and confident, they're like, oh, this is cool. And then try to recreate and it just looks chaotic. Yes. And then, and I think that Emma Chamberlain has like a bit to answer for with this because she's she's kind of the poster girl for this in some ways. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I think it's hard. Basically, I think it's hard to figure out because what we were saying before and it, when we were texting about this was like I think so much of it is as you say the person wearing it and not even like particularly or like specifically them being having like the quote-unquote ideal body type that makes clothes look really good, Mm -hmm. for example. But it's also just, like, the way they carry themselves and the way they wear it and the way you know that, like, I don't know, that they actually... I think it's just so much about, like, wearing something because they actually really like it and it's their personality and their style and it makes it look really good. Yes. And then on, like... But when you're trying to recreate it and put it on yourself, it it looks crazy. Yes. And I think Portia's, like, such a good example of it just looking crazy. Yes. Because she's throwing together all these different Gen Z trends. So, like, in in this um, one photo I'm looking at, she's got, like, a um, zebra print bikini and then these, like, high-waisted kind of beigey pants and then, like, one of those cropped... what are they called? Bolo, bolos. Boleros. Boleros. Yeah. Um, like the long sleeve cropped thing. And, and like colourful. And it just looks crazy. Yes. And it's that thing as well I'm realising of like that magpie thing when you are when you are on social media, Instagram especially, where you – I did this so much when I was younger. Like I fucking dressed like this in a version of, a version of this. But you flick through things – on Instagram or on Depop or whatever. And if something is exciting to you, 
like if it's like a weird print or a like a crazy thing that you haven't seen before you'll be like oh i want that and then you'll buy that like magpie thing and that magpie thing and that magpie thing and then you'll try to put them together but you're not like conceptualizing them as a fit that is how i that is like how i shop it's just different to this because i'm not like shop i'm not shopping in like these crazy outrageous print type like yeah galaxy print type shit but like that the way i shop is seeing one thing Mm -hmm. that i like and Mm -hmm. then having a wardrobe full of crap that like nothing works as an outfit and i'm always just like what am i doing with this gorgeous but impractical (laughs) green r.i.p valenciaga top yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think yours is like a really nice mix. I think Bella, I, I honestly think Bella Hadid. I know people like roast her a lot and say she only gets away with outfits because she's Bella Hadid. I actually think there is a kind of like grounding to her style that's too, rooted yeah. in really understanding fashion. Like she, I, she gets proportions, she gets texture, she gets like her crazy outfits. I think are good. People on the internet have like. Bad taste. Fucking bad taste. Yeah. Like, I was on TikTok today and people were saying with the Balenciaga stuff, like, now we can all stop pretending that Demna's designs were actually good. They were actually shit. And they were showing all these runway looks. And I was like, you're, you're fucking stupid. Like, these are all amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Like, even the Margot Robbie stuff, how people were saying, oh, Margot Robbie, like, so happy she's out of her contract with Chanel. Like, look at these red carpet looks. I was like, all these red carpet looks you're showing are really, really nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, she actually looks good. Yeah. She yeah, looks great. People like, just don't understand. Yeah. Um, and I think with yeah, someone like Bella Hadid, again, it's like clearly a love of it. It's clearly like putting it on your body because it it it's your thing. And I think that's where TikTok stuff gets confused mm-hmm. because girls are like wanting to jump into a trend that they see and then not actually knowing how it works for their own body or confusing it with other trends and putting shit together that doesn't work because you're not wearing it like confidently or the right way or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And I realized that recently I have a friend – um, who so I kind of lean, uh, I don't know where I sit with it, but I have obviously played with like the the low rise stuff and the like mm. mini skirts and stuff, but I haven't like fully lent into the like Gen Z stuff in this crazy way. Um, but basically, a friend of mine was like shopping for some upcoming events and was showing me stuff, and I was just like, I like. I don't know. I was just like, I don't like any of this. And as in, I know that this would look really good on someone like Bella Hadid or mm-hmm. some, I don't know, but it's just like not right. And it's mm-hmm. really, it's a really kind of jarring thing to then be like, also at some point you've got to think about like who we are, how old we are. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's just, it's just like actually picturing the clothes in your day-to-day life compared to like picturing the clothes on Emma Chamberlain's Italian holiday. Yes. And buying shit to post on it that's another huge shocking thing i guess now it's more tiktok but it's buying stuff not with the idea of wearing it in real life it's with the idea of posting it and getting engagement so people say oh my god i'm just like this is if people think something's new and they haven't seen it before they'll say they're obsessed with it but like they might not actually be (laughs) you know they're just like oh this is new Porsche. (laughs) the guy wait this is so funny the fashion is bad but perfect. I don't even think it's bad, though, fashion writer Christian Allaire said after the premiere of episode four. He has since retracted his second sentence after watching episode five and seeing the aforementioned blue set. Yes. The fashion is bad but perfect. I don't even think it's bad. Yeah, it says here, beneath her Gen Z Stark, Portia is deeply unsure of herself. What mm. she wants from her career, which guy she wants to sleep with, where she, she should eat her dinner, so it only makes sense her style would be equally chaotic. That's exactly it. 
exactly That's exactly it. It. and they yes. do it on purpose fucking white lotus is crazy this. like they're putting her in that stuff on purpose because she's unsure of herself and isn't confident the outfits might be bonkers but it feels perfectly Porsche. Yes, and this is why her boss, Jennifer Coolidge, like, even though she is a mess, she always is put together and she knows her style because she, like, knows herself and who she is is chaotic. But it's, like, more cohesive. And it says here, um, it all feels perfect for someone so deeply entwined with the miserable, narcissistic, socially inept Tanya. In a way, Portia dresses just as outlandishly and frivolously as her boss, Tanya, who she claims to be so different from, but mimics her same mistakes. Portia looks down on her boss, but the two are more similar than either would like to admit. Um, like, Tanya dresses this, like, the Dolce Vita way, and then Portia kind of, like, wears a costume to try and mimic her, even though she looks down at her for being rich. Yes. Oh, oh, oh amazing. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.